What's up, Beaver fam? It's Damian Martinez, running back of the Oregon State football team. Thanks for tuning in to the Belligerent Bees podcast. Go Bees and chop them. Very rude of Benny and the South Park underpants gnomes to be messing with my original sound <laughs> and my mic output on this November 20th, 2022. It's Baby 72. It's the last day, the last recording before the Bebe's Thanksgiving week sportacular extravaganza. We're going to so many games this week. How many games? Like 20 games. Hitting every drive through from Portland to Corvallis, buying six nuggets, eating three, throwing the other three away, and not giving a fuck because we got money like that. Uh. I told y'all my energy was coming. I told y'all. Or like, oh, you're tired and drunk, you dumbass. Kirk Cousins threw for negative six feet today. Where where will Terry's energy come from? Impossible. I missed most because I was just calculating feet to yards. JP, please play five seconds of Impossible by <laughs> Whitney Houston and Brandy from the 1990s Cinderella remake. No. <laughs> it's a Ooh, track. That it's is the first track. denial. It's the <laughs> track. The first denial. Oh, he's denied a couple because he's lazy. Hey, you guys. You know what? You know. You know who is. You know who is. Uh, who is number seventy-two for our seventy-second episode? Uh, no. Refrigerator Perry. Refrigerator uh, Perry was number seventy-two. Who reminds me of Mister Jack Coletto, the Jackhammer oh. himself? I'm going to have a hot take and say we see Mister Coletto back next weekend, and he's going to have a big game. Oh, I like that. Did you guys see he's got merch at the Beaver Store? I on OCBs.com. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. they're selling by in in store as well. That's impressive. That's a come up. Yeah, yeah. that's the, the, the first time. Hammer them. I mean, hammer. Yeah, and hammer them. I love it. But you know what? It's amazing is like there has been years and years and years of Oregon State, the bookstore, Beaver Store, taking the likeness of students and throwing a number on a jersey and just ripping the name tag off and be like, yeah, it's not them, right? Like Just, just buy it anyway. <laughs> it could be any number one. Yeah. That's not specific to Oregon State. No, I, but, I agree. Yeah, it's not. Yes. But it's but this is, I think, the first time I've seen an actual student with their, sold, name on a shirt. Uh, their merch yeah. sold at the uh, the OSU bookstore, Beaver Store. So Hammer, that's It's cool. a dope shirt. Hammer em sounds almost as cool as Chop em. That's how cool it is. Yeah. I mean, they're both tools. You yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like a little bit over here, you're hammering them, and then over here, you're just chopping them. So, I mean, it's all related. Yeah. yeah. You it's... could chop them with a hammer if you just hit it really hard in a bunch of times. <laughs> right. <laughs> if only we had former Washington State quarterback Jeff Tool as an assistant coach, and then because they called him the Tool Shed. Why? And then because his last name was Tool. Oh, yeah, but like, why the Shed? You could have called him Toolbox. Yeah, get off. or the I Tool mean, Man, or like, I don't, I don't know. know. Or, the Shed or, sounds kind of like insulting. Get, get in the Tool Shed. Uh, I don't know, because Sheds are... Uh, <laughs> get off the goddamn Shed! Anyway, um, <laughs> it's not all positive vibes. Uh, Oregon State men's soccer just lost. Mm. 2-0. I know. 
It's Sunday, well, that, that second goal was late. Sunday night, eight oh nine p.m. and uh, we just lost to Portland two to nothing. Portland okay. just hates us, man. They just hate us. Okay, they they want our number. Yeah. Fine, yeah. fine. Portland. They'll get payback when a different team from Portland plays number one North Carolina this week. That will be fun to watch. Sure. Man, soccer's done. It's kind of a bummer. Fuck, soccer's over. And so is this episode. Thank you for tuning into the 72nd episode <laughs> of the Belligerent Peace Podcast. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Terry, <laughs> sign it off. Sign off and log out. We got this. Yeah. Yeah, you guys don't need me. <laughs> Clarence hit the fucking crossbar in the 50th minute. I also just hate the fact that this kind of wraps up fall. Mm, yeah. 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 Hmm. And we don't get to play lips come. Oh, man. I know. Call me Mr. Bushmill. I can make your lips come. That's how you know I'm drunker than last week because I was too scared to sing that last week. Um, <laughs> are we going to ever like talk about anything? Like, what's up, guys? How We're gonna are talk you? About it. We're, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm great. I'm thought I'm... out efficiently from being at the Gophers-Iowa Hawkeyes game yesterday. In yeah, you sent cold. us a picture. You looked really cold. Yeah, I, and and I got colder after that. I was happy in that moment. <laughs> mm. How cold did it get? Uh, it was about fourteen degrees Fahrenheit by the end of the game, and that was mm. uh, after the sun had gone down. And Yikes! <laughs> you know, it's like it's kind of it's like Lord of the Flies shit. Even like when it's like twenty degrees, it's still really cold. But the sun's out. People are tailgating. Everyone's happy. Then you go into the game. The sun's still out. There's so much hope. Did you bring your guns so out? Optimism. Uh, no. Wow. I I was very covered the entire time. They look very <laughs> hidden. But they're really there. They're really they're there. there. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're it, around. They're just well protected from society yeah. in this cold weather. Right. There's a, they're under your a, protection. Under a few layers. The safety was on times three. <laughs> it was so fun. I I had a good time. Watching Oregon State, Arizona State on my phone, warming up by looking at the beautiful weather in Tempe. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, uh, yeah, that had to have been a 60 degree difference. It was like 77 at kickoff, it seemed like. Uh, Yeah, I would have loved to have been in the desert for that one. Uh, especially because of how well we played on the field. That Were was, you that, able to watch the whole game? Uh, I went back and watched. It was like uh, I was able to tune in and out. Got uh, it. And then, like, it, it, there was shit where it was, like, my phone was at, like, 60%, and I pulled it out in the cold and watched, like, a series, and then the phone's like, you have 4% battery. <laughs> <laughs> and threw it on. There's a charger at the tailgate. Get it back up. Uh, watch it while it's on the charger, and then it's it's like not even gaining battery while charging. It's like <laughs> losing, losing battery, battery is slower. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nice. I was in tune, and then I, I went back. I, I watched the extended highlights uh, on Saturday night before I went to bed, and uh, watched even more this morning, and uh, was was very happy with, with what yeah. I saw. I imagine, yeah. I imagine everyone was not, not a lot to be uh, uh, upset about. We'll get into it later, but uh, one thing worth mentioning is that uh, this may have been the first game that I was keeping track of on Twitter where the entirety of the Beaver fam was incredibly happy. No yeah. complaints, no, 
we should be doing this. No fire Lindgren. Everyone was in a great mood, and it was so good to see. I needed more targets for Tajon. He had targets early in the game. They went away from him. It would have been more efficient. <laughs> that's that's like the one thing I like kind of noticed, but like I yeah, I have I have no I have no pick I have no picks to knit, JP. I, I do. None. I, I wanted more footage of Benny G iced out on the on the team bus. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Are we um <laughs> is this the worst thing? that Kirk Cousins has ever done. Uh, like, no. Like this, 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 <laughs> wait, it's yeah. A, this trend. Definitely no. Of, <laughs> of people wearing are, chains and dancing? No. Are we I, going I'm to literally be doing that right now. You're not. You have a shirt on. Uh, do you want me to take it off? Yes, I always want you to take your shirt off. It may be the best thing that Kurt Cousins has ever done. Well, it's either the worst yeah. or the best. That was yeah. my. You didn't let me finish. That was the. <laughs> that was the second part of the two-part question. <laughs> yeah. Well, the second answer to your two-part question is yes. I think so because it rubbed off on on Benny G and man did he look smooth dancing around in his chains you guys talk about finishing and rubbing off and I, I know what you're all thinking yeah you mm -hmm. fucking sickos we're about to see each other in a couple of days that's, <laughs> that's exactly it <laughs> we're we're about to share beds in a basement in a couple of days <laughs> <laughs> we are yeah, I haven't uh, sent you all the plans, but oh. <laughs> I'm excited. No, I think uh, I, at least on Friday night, I believe uh, Super Secret Producer Skinder and I will be sharing the Bertram basement so that we can. Uh, we also have a living room. Yeah, yeah. it's close to your <laughs> children, though, and they scream and cry. And Should we get into beers? Because I actually have one this time. Oh, my. You guys will love mine. You're going to love mine. I have I have a new one too, and I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to finish it. I just had my first sip of it, and whoa, it's thirteen percent. And Terry has had thirteen. It's actually a hundred. It's actually a hundred thirteen percent. He has like, had a hundred and twenty percent beers. There was today. a Cowboys fan at the bar. I was watching the game today. And he so said he just for kept every, drinking. For, he said for every point we go up by, you have to take a shot, and I'll do the same if the Vikings take the lead. And I said, "You're on, fuckface." <laughs> and now I'm on the brink of death. Terry is on the Belligerent Beefs podcast. He has no friends anymore. He said. <laughs> 300 shots <laughs> that's about right no i still i still have i have friends you still love us you have us i do and you're gonna see us I soon love you guys i'm I happy know. about that tuesday well i'll be in town on tuesday hey i'll be in town on tuesday i i'd hope so i'm staying with you so i'll you be in town on wednesday nice yeah Tight. yeah our, uh, yeah, okay. we can get into plans later. We don't need to talk about it on the pod here. I, I think the listeners would love to hear. All right. Well, are we going to, are, are we going to the early game or are we going to start by going to the Oregon state Duke game on Thursday? I'm going to the Oregon state Duke game. Yep. I don't, is it, yeah. There's a game before that. Yeah. It's the North Carolina Portland game. I'll be at merit. I'll be, uh, I'll watch that game at marathon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. 
It's it's like a 10 a.m. tip off, which is weird. But on Thanksgiving itself, we're gonna be at least at one basketball game. That's true. And then the next day, we're gonna be at two basketball games. <laughs> yeah. And I want to preface with, we had plans to potentially like do stuff, you know, in the evenings, but uh, all of these next day plans have kind of intervened in a way that we were anticipating and now we all at least have agreed we were like yeah our friday that we thought was gonna be super sick after two two basketball games we're going to bed well i always thought whenever i was referring to friday night being super sick i was referring to going to bed (laughs) (laughs) that is that is what i meant by a super sick friday night uh after we beat Florida slash Xavier in men's basketball, and then after our women's basketball team shuts down Caitlin Clark, the the Des Moines assassin. Uh, but yeah, we are recording this uh, about 12 hours after finding out that Oregon State versus Oregon in football on Saturday is a 12.30 p.m. local time start. Which is a on ABC. That's a channel. On ABC, that's I've, big. I've heard of that channel. I think <laughs> I do not need Fubo TV to access that channel. No, you could just wear like a tinfoil hat. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you could grab a TV from the '60s and turn it on, and it will be there. <laughs> my the bunny ears in my my parents' kitchen. Uh, get that. Uh, so yeah, every every TV on the planet will be tuned to the Civil War game uh, on Saturday. Uh, from here to Qatar, that's the sporting event that everyone will be watching. Yep, on, on Saturday afternoon. So we're gonna get up early as shit on Saturday to try and uh, beat the I five parking lot. Uh, I don't, yeah, I really want to get there, but I don't want to like sit in traffic, but also we can't, we, we're not going to be able to check into either of our hotels until the game is over. We can leave our shit there, but it's not like we're going to be able to like, Oh, like, it won't be the drop your stuff off shower. Then come on. Oh, no, no, that's not uh, happening. It, but what we need to do is park the car, no matter where, what car right. we have. That's the other thing we need. We don't even have a car yet because I might, my, my right. family's car is going to be taken to the coast we're, and then I'm keeping one child. And then you are. We love, myself. we love Nicholas Cage movies on this podcast. And there's a Nicholas Cage movie about stealing 60 cars and, uh, in the span of one hour, so uh, I'll get some instructions from that, <laughs> and I'll get I'll get at least one car off of uh, following the step by step guide uh, set in fo- set in place by Nicolas Cage and uh, blonde dreadlocks Angelina Jolie, which was kind of a look hot. Take. It was a look. Wow, wow. Okay, guys, calm it down. We're gonna. I was gonna say it we're was gonna. Two thousand one. We're gonna park at the Hyphy House because that's what's worked every single time I've gone to a it game. It really has. It really has. So we gotta park at the Hyphy House. We're gonna slam a beer in front of the house. We're gonna right. walk on campus. We're gonna go inside of the house. We're going to steal our house back. Uh, <laughs> we've committed a lot of crimes on the show so far. Uh, I agree with Benny. We should get to the Reagan beers segment before yeah. yes. it gets too late, especially since uh, Reagan beers was absolutely balling uh, in this latest women's basketball game, which we'll talk more about later. But uh, third double double. For 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 the funky freshman, uh, twenty eight and twelve, I believe. Um, I will not drink twenty eight beers on this podcast, but uh, know that I want to, Reagan. In your honor, <laughs> and it's it's the thought that counts, really. Yeah. Uh, Ben Benny has one. Benny's Dude, got, got one. Beer. Benny's packing for the first time in a mm. while. 
Yeah, so um, I am drinking uh, Sapporo, uh, which interestingly enough, it does tie back because it is Japanese for fuck the Oregon Ducks. If you guys didn't uh, know that, it yeah, is. If, if, you're, if you're slacking on your Duolingo, uh, yeah. Sapporo means fuck the Oregon Ducks. That's right. Yeah, uh, Japanese, very nice people, except when it comes to Oregon Duck fans, they don't like them, just like us. So yay, Japan. Smart. They're smart. Uh, yeah, yeah so it's it's good. And I'm drinking a beer. So cheers to that. And uh, yeah, that's maybe in honor of us still being the number 96 sports podcast in the great nation of Japan. Yep. Yep. That's right. Love Sapporo. I do love Sapporo. Me too. Yeah, it's pretty good. Reminds me of uh, Amatsu and uh, Tokyo. Lots of good sushi in Corvette. Maybe... Should we get sushi on Saturday night when we're good? Elmatsu, yeah, I'm down. That sounds the game, so good. The game's gonna be over by 4 p.m. and and it will be dark. Will be yeah, no, it won't. <laughs> Not for very long. <laughs> I might need Ben to buy one joint again. <laughs> oh no, not again! That worked out so well last time. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. I'll go next. I'm drinking, uh, in honor of the Iowa Hawkeyes beating the Minnesota Golden Gophers yesterday, I'm taking it to Iowa. Beautiful Decorah, Iowa, near uh, Benny's people, uh, from Toppling Goliath Brewing Company, a very good brewery. I have a pseudo Sioux Pale Ale, which is which is this big, giant, Barney-looking Tyrannosaurus Rex right here about to eat me. That is a cool can. It has a little baby bop to it. It does. Yeah. Single hop pale ale, showcasing the citra hop for a well-balanced beer, delicate in body with a mild bitterness in the finish. Ferocious hop aromas of citrus and mango give a refreshing taste that is bright with just enough bite. That might be the coolest thing that came out of Iowa. Yeah. Well, decor is kind of cool, actually. <laughs> Shout out, Iowa. Hey, I like <laughs> Iowa. I've never been there, but I like it. I don't know. Ben has people in Iowa, so he's allowed yeah. to make fun of it. Yeah, it's cool. Iowa it's, City's it's, great. It's an endearing, endearing thing. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of podcast. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that about wraps us up yet again on this 72nd. We don't need to get to JP's beer. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, JP. You guys, JP. you guys, you guys, you're going to love my beer. You're going to love it. And it doesn't really tie into anything, but you're going to absolutely love it. And I, and I feel like you're going to want me to buy you some of them and save them before they're gone. Cause they're gone in my house, but what the anticipation's killing me. Look at the color Whoa. of this beer. Can someone describe Whoa. the color of this beer? That it's is like Oregon State orange. orange. Yeah. Well, it's really more red. Sorry, I don't mean to burst your bubble. That's why I said blood orange, and Benny was Benny was going for the people. You guys want to know what flavor this is? <laughs> and I think I think I think you'll be able to tell when I tell you the flavor and I show you the label of the can. Is it duck blood? You're gonna be able to tell what this is based on. And it's amazing. The flavor is just red flavor. Oh, nice. I love that. Oh, no. oh shit. Great. Oh, that is cool. Gatorade. Okay. It is a it is a hard cider from Great Notion, partnered with Trillblazin. Hell yeah. Shout out Trillblazin. Yes. And so it's a style of a sports seltzer. And I don't really understand what flavors are involved in making this taste like red Gatorade, but it is 
exactly like Does it actually right? have electrolytes in it? Because you, could you please have a thousand on stock for us this weekend? It blows my mind. Every single sip tastes like red fruit punch Gatorade. Does, does it? Is it carbonated? Yes. It's so oh, good. Weird. It is so good. I know you guys will love it. I'm gonna go get a. I will go yeah. look for another four pack because. They're almost all, they're all gone here. Uh, I get like yeah. Save for my I will life. drink. I will drink the hell out of that. I would too. I love red Gatorade. Oh, it is so good. And I love alcohol. This is a combination <laughs> of Benny and I. His favorite interest. <laughs> so this is called Electric Lights Sports Seltzer, five point five percent. Great Notion, great classic label. As I showed you guys, we got this. This skeleton playing basketball. That looks like Jordan. <laughs> I mean, minus the fact that it's a skeleton. The way that he's dribbling the it, ball. It looks like Jordan without skin. <laughs> yeah. And it says the world's number one sports seltzer, which I would I would attest to. That's it's dope. the world's only sports seltzer that I've heard of. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. Could, could you yeah. hold it up one more time so we can see it? Oh, the the uh the actual liquid. Oh. Yeah, I can hold. It's how bright gone. it's that, and how uh, it's not almost gone. Look, and what's it called? Electric lights. Ooh, Electric lights. JP, could you please play five seconds of "Blinded by the Light" by Manfred Mann's Earth Band? Cheers to Reagan beers. Cheers to Reagan beers. Cheers to Reagan beers. Electric lights, psycho pseudo sue, whatever, etc. Go beeves, shop them. Slancha. Oh my god, we're all so hydrated right now. Uh, you guys know the last time Oregon State football beat a Pac-12 team by 24 or more points on the Rizzo? No, 2008. Good guess. More recent than that, though. You got to go back to 2013. Oh, beat Cal. The year we lost to Eastern Washington to open the year and then won six straight, and then lost five in a row, and then beat Boise State in the Hawaii Bowl. That year, uh, we actually we and we did it the week before that too. We beat Wazoo by like twenty eight, and then Cal by thirty two, both on the road. Mm. Uh, it had been almost a decade since a conference, a road conference win with that uh, convincing of a fashion. So shout out to Jonathan Smith first of all, yeah, uh, because we have been asking for you know wins like this, and we kind of mentioned it on the show last week. This would have been an easy game to overlook uh, the, the state of things in uh, in Tempe. Uh, I believe also Dashiell tweeted out at the beginning. You got you guys had a had better broadcasting uh, access than I did at the beginning <laughs> of the game. Dashiell tweeted a very Stanford like crowd, which it looked looked what it, it seemed like on on my screen as well. Not a ton of juice. Not a ton of people. Uh, it can be easy for to you know sort of be lethargic in that kind of uh, atmosphere. Yeah, and the bees weren't, and you know there's a you know a, a hiccup or two, but they uh, they played really well. They uh, never trailed, and they you know just put the nail in it as as early as they could, and then you know pretty much just coasted in the second half, which was what we were hoping for. I know what we're all jazzed about is Damian Martinez picking up a fifth consecutive 100-yard yes. rushing game, uh, the first time a Oregon State freshman running back has done so, the first time an Oregon State running back has done so since 
a dude named Steven Jackson. Have you guys heard, heard, heard of him? <laughs> um, yeah. I believe, I believe that was the name of uh, your fake ID in 2004 or five, <laughs> Benny. No, nope, uh, it was Steven. Uh, no, no, it was Sam, Samuel F. Samuel, Jackson. Samuel F. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> That, that is the worst name. <laughs> Get that motherfucking ID out of your motherfucking wallet. <laughs> oh, man. I really wish someone who had taken that ID from you when they carded you said, Do I look like a bitch? <laughs> anyway, Steven Jackson in 2003 had five consecutive 100 yard rushing games. And Damian Martinez has now uh, as well in 2022. Oregon State makes a statement in the desert, beating the Arizona State Seven Devils 31 to 7 to go 8 and 3, a new high for single season win total for Jonathan Smith. We just keep racking up milestones with this group. Um, but yeah, so the vibes are good. Uh, we moved into the 22 spot in the AP and coaches poll today. We entered this game 23 in the college football playoff rankings. So I'm guessing we'll move up to 20 or 19 uh, when when those rankings come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Venny, not a ton to complain about. It seems like people are happy. Uh, we didn't pick up. We were missing some guys from injury. It doesn't seem like we picked up any, any big ones. And we'll see how healthy everyone is going into Oregon. But uh, all things considered, being eight and three, heading into this all important matchup in that that fucking game, this fucking game against that fucking team, uh, is what my proposal is for the new name for this rivalry game. But yeah, Benny, how how are you feeling? Uh, twenty more, a little more than twenty four hours removed from uh, putting it on the Sun Devils and Tempe. Yeah, I think uh, it's everything that we were looking for. This this team is, um, it, they look comfortable and confident and i think that's that's one thing that we noticed last year at home right we look we were starting to look comfortable and confident and you're starting to watch home games without that like anxiety in your in the pit of your stomach right and this game i think is a really pivotal moment because it's really the first time that we've done it on the road um and been able to take care of business which has really been a big bugaboo for us um, but we did it in classic Oregon state fashion, um, by really relying on the run. But one thing that we mentioned during Twitter spaces, and, and I think we saw it even more in the second half is we were getting the ball to our playmakers in unique ways, um, and ways where we can rely on Ben Goldbranson to, to do that. And like, I, I will say Goldbranson has had some nice long balls, um, that have been dropped. Uh, but he really does succeed very well in the dink and dunk because he's, he's not a quarterback that takes a lot of chances. I've noticed he will take the sack or try to scramble before he throws a ball that he thinks has a chance to be picked, which is great. Um, and so the combination of that doing a couple end arounds, obviously Damian Martinez had an incredible game yet again, um and that's just recipes for wins um and to be able to go down there and like you said not pick up a a significant injury although we're getting a little light at the running back position Uh, i'm (laughs) hoping that that jam is okay uh, and that fenwick's back uh but yeah i mean like i don't know how you could have drawn that game up any better than than what you did than what we saw yeah, I, I got to say, a lot of it has to do with, and I don't want to just like 
you know, seem like we're biased here, but it, a lot of this has to do with Damian Martinez. When you have a running back that can be that uh, conf- you can have that much confidence in him moving the ball, that he has the ability to to fall forward to get the extra couple yards to keep his feet underneath him, his legs underneath him, and keep churning forward as much as he can. It opens up a lot of things for the offense. It opens up a lot of things, even with Goldbranson keeping the ball and running a bit, right? Like, I mean, I know he had uh, uh, some really – they called some really good plays for Goldbranson uh, yesterday where they let him get comfortable early on. They didn't shy away from the throw, but they didn't make him throw and then create like a, some sort of crazy ball either. So – it all really worked in tandem, um, I, and I and I just felt like though if you're if that running back by committee thing that we were doing earlier in the season was still happening uh, yesterday, I don't think we would have ended up offensively as well as we did as, for for the opening drive and to open the second half as well in the, that third quarter um, outburst. So. It, it it is a testament to to Martinez, and I have to say that the the offensive line does an incredible job, and in, and they're opening up stuff for him. It's not like he's just like fighting for holes; he's finding them, and and he's bursting through them, and he's getting to that second level. But without him, I think the rest of the offense sputters, and and, and that's what the biggest revelations that we've had thus far was him taking control of that running back situation whether it's through injury or whatever, he has he has solidified himself as the the most reliable back in the room, but also one of the most reliable offensive players on the team. And in the conference too, probably. Yeah. So and he's at that point now where like he's he's feeling himself and it's not he doesn't just need room to to make a big play. He's doing what good running backs do where it's first and ten you get the ball and the defense has a, has a good call, good setup. They sniff it out. They know what you're doing and it can be a no gain to loss of two, loss of three. And you turn that into plus two, plus three and yep. just put your team and in better sometimes situations. Five, even. And sometimes five and yep. six. And yeah, so he's doing stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, I think uh, shout outs to him and also to, to Lindgren. I think Lindgren's, you know, getting better and better at using them all the time. Yep. Uh, and I think that applies to Gil Branson too. I think Ben uh, completed his first five or six passes on the day and was averaging about uh, 10, 11 yards per, per attempt, probably closer to 10. And I think that's probably what we'll see uh, in, in this game against Oregon. Uh, probably not taking too many crazy shots right away, but just let him get, even if it doesn't mean uh converting on, on first downs, even if you have to punt and flip the field or end up kicking a field goal. If you get four or five completions for Gold Branson on the, the first couple possessions and just like get him in that rhythm, we're going to have a really good shot. Because uh, we know we already know our defense is going to keep us in the game. Uh, you keep Gold Branson in a good rhythm, engaged, and then just keep building that confidence. I feel like that was what was happening in this game. And then it was just... You know, we were up 21-7 in, early in the second half, then 28-7. And you just – we didn't really need to, to, to throw it a bunch. Uh, he did make some great throws, and he there's some plays where we were just hilariously wide open. 
uh, I think not to take away from Gulbranson and Jack Velling, but that may have been the most clear, easiest touchdown <laughs> that we've scored all year. Uh, they made the he had play a couple of times too where, where Velling was wide open, uh, but he was looking the other way. Right. I, yeah. Velling, I think, is really, you know, to That's, use, use, I want to talk about Velling. I do. Scout speak and, uh, you know, just ball guy. Uh, his, his route tree is really expanding. <laughs> um, but he does seem to be even even more and more comfortable than he was uh, early in the season when we saw him on the field. It was that, you know, the USC game was sort of the, the first extended action that I think we saw for Velling. Uh, and, yeah, he's, he's making plays when he gets the ball in his hands. So, yeah, JP, uh, keep keep expanding on uh, on what our CE won probably. Well, we were excited about Velling Absolutely. joining the program last year. Like, we were we were all talking about it. And we were like, sick. This guy seems like, you know, he's he's got uh, the skills to be that next great Oregon State tight end. And we thought, okay, well, Musgrave's going to hold it down this year, and we'll see him in a year or two. You know, we just kind of figured, like, cool, this is like a future, like, stock him away kind of kind of player. And then when Musgrave goes down, we're thinking, well, what do, what do we what do we got? You know, like, what's happening at tight end? And Velling kind of inched his way forward, but every single time he was involved in any sort of big play, they were very timely. They were very needed. And the the results were had a huge impact on the outcome or potential outcome of the game. It wasn't just a you know move the ball uh, after you know the first kickoff and we moved it from the twenty to the thirty. Like it was, these are like monumental plays that he was involved with quietly, and so it was great to see him really kind of be one of the one of the focused uh, recipients of the of the passing game this week. And every time he catches the ball, he looks more and more athletic. Yeah. And I think that's a comfort thing. And I think that's like you were saying, Terry, like it's him. It's him like understanding the playbook maybe a little bit more and and running his routes a little bit better, but also the quarterback knowing where to hit him in in stride. And so the connection with him and Gobranson like gets me really excited because I mean, Gobranson is still a freshman. Like he's a third year freshman, but, but he's a freshman and, so like if he's our guy next year, he's got a big emergency escape hatch in in Velling plus a, a threat now downfield in him as well. If he needs to throw uh, for a lot of yardage, he's got a freshman running back that falls forward for five yards. I mean, this is a offense right now built for such a massive future, and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but. Watching no, Velling get a fire grow. yourself. Go yeah, crazy, watching baby. Velling grow to what he's been doing, and and now it's going to become more consistent. I I I anticipate he'll have a big play or two next week as well, a meaningful play, not just a yep. big play that meant nothing. He'll have a meaningful play because he is solid. He is a solid receiver, and as a tight end in the Pac-12, that's hard to come by. For sure. And it, it, one thing that I think goes untalked about um, a lot within uh, Beaver, the Beaver fam is um, how the combination of how young this team is and how little amount of turnovers and penalties they're getting. It's incredible. Uh, we've so the last time that we've had 
more than one turnover was Utah. That's crazy. That's when Chance yeah. was still our quarterback. And so we have feels like ever, forever ago, right. forever ago. And we've had two games, Arizona State games included, yeah. Arizona State included, where we've had no turnovers. You have right. a freshman quarterback, a freshman running back, a freshman tight end, and and two receive. Well, uh, Gold's a junior, right? Or is he a sophomore? Dude, I don't know anyone's eligibility with the COVID year, <laughs> but he's but it's still it's very young team very young yeah team. yeah very young team and it, like the turnovers the lack of turnovers is is really impressive i think the lack of penalties is almost even more so although i guess it, you could make the argument that the the young players aren't really the ones that are putting themselves in position to get those penalties but i but think you know you know me you know i'm going to complain about penalties that's yeah, my my chief role, and I have not been. You have been a dry blanket this 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 I've season. Been, yeah, uh, my blanket has been warm, fluffy, cozy, and dry as <laughs> shit since the weather started getting cold. <laughs> and and not to not to move on uh, from the Arizona State game because I think there's still a lot more to oh, get yeah. into. We got to talk about the defense, the, yeah. exactly. But if you're looking to, um, I don't even. I, I don't think it's fair to call it an upset if we beat Oregon, uh, to be completely frank. It's not. Uh, but if we want to beat a team like Oregon, you have to be a team that doesn't shoot yourself in the foot and get penalties. You have to be a team that doesn't shoot yourself in the foot and turn the ball over and a team that can really have a reliable form of offense. And that's what we have. Like we, <laughs> I mean, right. like I, I think, unbiasedly this team is set up uh, from the offensive side to really beat Oregon. And that's going to get so overlooked this week because we don't lead the conference in yards per game or points per game, but the way that we go about our offense is so methodical and precise. And it's like, it, it, it's, it's just watching a warm knife just being set on top of butter and just watching it slide down. Like that's how our offense is. And so, yeah, I, I feel really good about what we saw in, at Arizona state um, and, and really the improvement that we've seen all season just lines up perfectly with this game against Oregon. We might lead the conference in fewest boneheaded fuck ups per game over yeah. the last six games. And yeah. Terry's been tracking that for the last 100 years. As a, bone, as a bonehead fuck up myself, <laughs> I recognize them immediately. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on, and like this sort of like talking about like the defense too, that it seems like, you know, they, they played a good game against Washington, who is a, a great offense. And, and a very good team. I don't know if I'll call them a great team, but a very good team. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely a great offense. And apart from that, just sort of one little uh, cuck up at the end, uh, the blown coverage that ended up sort of winning the game for Washington. You know, we we haven't played an offense as as good as them or in that same tier. Uh, we'll play one on, on Saturday if Oregon mm -hmm. comes into this game healthy. But you could sort of see our defense being like, let's remind the world how good we are at this shit <laughs> and uh to essentially allow one field goal and one touchdown over these two games against cal and arizona state i get it cal and arizona state are not going bowling they're they're they're, they're not you know gangbusters whatever but it's it's still college football it's a pac-12 game to give up 10 total points on the defensive side over you know, eight quarters is phenomenal uh, they they've been playing uh, they've been playing their asses off and to do it in Arizona State too where 
they've got they've got some dudes on on that offensive side of the ball uh for the sun devils valide's uh, the Valade, second Valade leading rusher loose. yeah and, and valide still got his 100 yard game uh yeah. it, it just it, it didn't really matter uh but that that's not an awful offense uh in in tempe uh and to do that you know in a game without Jaden grant and without alex austin i really fucking without hope jack coletto without jack coletto at, in at linebacker uh speaks to the depth of this team and just how many guys i thought uh easton mascarenas had another great game uh omar spates of course you know always has has a, just a, a real has he's had a phenomenal phenomenal season uh skylar thomas was in on more plays uh than i've seen him and just we were talking about this i think when we we're on the uh playback for the cal game just how quick we look and getting to the ball it looks like we've gotten i know we're not playing the best best offensive teams uh but we're still playing college athletes in our conference and it looks like we've been getting quicker getting to the ball quicker and quicker each week we're gonna need that <laughs> against the oregon ducks and I, I i trust trust will have that but this defense started the year as one of the best defenses in college football and it's getting better every week uh had a little bit of a scare with uh rajon going down uh in the the third quarter i believe it was but he came back um, so yeah, I'm ho- hoping that they have a, a nice restful week, get right, get healthy, and that we're as uh, full strength as possible because, uh, it's going to be a challenge, uh, even with Bo Nix or not, the Oregon offense is good, but it's a challenge that this defense is ready for. And has, you can, you know, you know, has this been waiting all season for? Can I just challenge you on one point where you said uh, Washington was the best offense that we've played? Did I, I say that? I, I, yeah, I think USC is at least at the I same said tier. Washington's a great offense. I didn't say that. I think USC is a. I don't know if I said Washington's the best offense we've played. Did I say that well, last episode? I thought you said it in your last comments. Regardless, yeah. my the point the point that I'm making is USC and Washington are the best offenses that we've played. Sure. Oregon State has held both of those teams to their season low in points. Right. And one of them being on the road. Uh, and and to go along with that, we've also held Washington State to their season low in points, Arizona State to their season low in points, Colorado and Boise State to their second lowest output in points. Like this defense is fucking good. Like right. one of the best defenses that we've seen uh, probably in our lifetime, to be completely honest. I don't think that's an over-exaggeration. Well, the most complete defense. Yeah, because we've had times where we've had some pretty standout, you know, linebackers, linemen, defensive backs, safeties. I, I've never seen a collective group this this. It's impressive. every level. Yeah, every, every level. level. Yep, and and they are um, made up of a lot of upperclassmen, right? Especially that secondary, um, and that again just like goes into really making me feel comfortable going into next week like i don't think that they're a team that's going to get in into like the hype of the top 25 matchup between oregon and oregon state and it being a rivalry game and all of that like i think they're going to come to play i think that um it's going to be oregon on their heels like this defense is special this defense is um like you said they're getting better which is crazy to say i mean and it was it really was like going into the season we're like they're secondary they're secondary they're second we i talk about their secondary all the time but it it's the front seven too like the front seven is the surprising part of this defense and they 
they're the ones, in my opinion, that are getting better week after week on a more like obvious basis. Right. Uh, to beat Oregon, which I think we're all going to predict, and we all feel relatively good that there's a good shot at doing. Who is the one defensive player you think uh, needs to have a good game for the Beavs? Jaden Grant, without a doubt. Omar Space. Okay, I'm gonna say. But like Omar Space has a he has a stacked game though every week. That's the problem. Yeah. Is he does it every week, and so he could do it again, and no one's gonna recognize it. But I think, and I and I'll be one of those people. Not that I won't recognize it, but what I'm saying is he needs to even do more than that. I think. Right. Uh, to to really make it make a difference. If we have like no missed tackles, I don't see how we lose. Like if if our front seven and our linebacking core is is finishing the job at the point, then we're gonna have a damn good shot at at winning this game. Uh, and that Oregon Utah game, props to the Ducks for beating Utah. We didn't beat Utah. They're, they're, Utah's a good team. That game was ugly as hell. Yeah, and both that was not the same. A lot of mistakes, and right. I I feel like you know that that Oregon offense was you know sort of uh, leaving some gimmies and uh, giving Utah's defense some opportunities and if it, our our defense has been pretty opportunistic all year, so I I think we're gonna take advantage of that and I also don't think uh, we're gonna have you know any any fuck ups where you know we we go for arm tackles and then we you know let them get rip off a big 40 50 yard gain where it should be a, a short gain or a, or a no gain or a loss which sort of feels like in all, all of these games of the years that we've lost to Oregon it's been like we've been holding in and like fine and then all of a sudden they just start ripping off 50 yard runs like it's nothing uh that can't happen i'm not expecting it to happen but yeah i think spates and and the linebackers uh, that's going to be a really key position group, uh, especially with you know how how Oregon is capable of running the ball. Yeah, I think um, just sort of a couple like side or anecdotal points uh, for for the Oregon game too. Like Oregon struggles almost more on the road than than what we do. They're they're uh, sort of a, a two tone team, one at home and one on the road. Where um, I think that the crowd can make a big difference in this game. Um, and I think the other thing that you do have to look out for, and like, I hope Bo Nix comes into the game fully healthy. I, I want to beat Oregon fully healthy. And I think that we would beat Oregon fully healthy. You don't want to hear them making excuses for 365 days. <laughs> right. And they will. But if Bo Nix, <laughs> if Bo Nix comes into the game, um, with a bum leg or a bum ankle, um man like I, I unbiasedly i would be throwing all my money on oregon state in that game because Get that's the one Andrew Chatfield. That, that's the one thing that does make me a little bit nervous is that bo nix is mobile and we we do tend to struggle with that and i can just see like a couple third like key third down conversions happening when where bo nix can scramble it out if his ank and he like i don't know if you guys watched the the game against utah he looked yeah. immobile he, right. he it looked like he was really difficult for him to move around and um, that's going to spell trouble. And, and like you said, like, yeah, we did lose to Utah, but Utah is like Cam rising had a terrible game, a terrible game. He He's looked, been he looked bad awful. for five weeks, four weeks. Yeah. I mean, like... yeah. He did not look good. It's going to, this is um, other than Georgia. I think this is Oregon's biggest, oh. biggest test. We're definitely the best defense they've seen since Georgia. Yeah, agreed. Uh, by quite a large margin, I would say too. Yeah, I, I'm as just as bullish 
as Georgia Bulldog bullish uh, on our defense. <laughs> but I, hey, I have to interject. I don't have much to say beyond what Benny Benny just captured. But if Oregon fans, if Bo Nix can't go, and Oregon fans want to make the excuse that they're number nine overall in the entire country, five star backup quarterback. Couldn't get it done, and that's why they lost. Then they can go fuck themselves. I don't <laughs> care. I do not no, give a shit if Bo Nix is on a limpy leg, if he's on no legs, if he's on four legs. I don't care. I it don't does care. It suck that it's week 13 and game 12 of the college football season, and that they're the only team experiencing injuries. So I have sympathy <laughs> and empathy for them. <laughs> Oregon fans, we're praying for you. We want you all to be healthy and safe and everything. Uh, I hope your team heals up so that can be have a clean bill of health like every other team totally has at this point in the college football season. Yeah. <laughs> Even us. Even us. Yeah, we've had no injuries. Yeah. No, Branson has always been the starting quarterback. <laughs> no, I'm well, talking about us three. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's the other thing that I think I mentioned. <laughs> I I think I mentioned I'm I'm I've been perpetually injured since I was like 25 years old, I feel like. Um <laughs> my my lower back specifically. I my liver. Well, yeah, my liver. We talked about this last week, but Oregon's uh, Oregon State Research Stadium is becoming the orange hell that we all knew it could become. And we are going to see that on full display this weekend. And I can't wait for that. Because if Oregon missteps to come out the gate, if we can jump down their throat to begin with, like fucking good luck ducks like you're gonna fucking need it you really will because you reeser won't let you yes. catch your breath after that yep right yeah can i'm excited in hell and little well and little wrinkle by the way is that uh we saw this like usc it became very clear but the new visitor section is that really high scary corner of they'll, they'll find ways to infiltrate though i'm sure they're no way. Fans. Yeah, but well, they'll get right. okay. They'll get checked. But they will. They will. By, By my dad. Yeah, maybe my, maybe <laughs> Papa dad. Papa Joe. my dad will beat you up. <laughs> dad, <laughs> help! My sixty-plus dad will fight you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I I'm hope. Excited. I hope they put him up there. Like I. I, I don't know how familiar. Uh, uh, well, that, those the are the visiting fan section, but you know, yeah. that's not stopping them from buying tickets in other sections and like, mm. you know, the, the tertiary market mm. and they better not be in the terrace. They, no, no there'll be some duck fans in the terrace. I guarantee you. I'm going to bury right. them with a the Mastodon. They'll right. get their tertiary um, kicked if they try to come up in the terrace. Well, t- t- Terrace Horseman will have something to say about that. Trust me. <laughs> Terrace Horseman. Yeah, that, that's the that's the French one. We 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 baby. Um, should we get to? We, we're at about an hour or so here. Ooh, time flies when you're having fun potting, boys. Uh, All right. Should we get into some uh, predictions for What's this it? game? JP, I, I I feel like I heard the least out of you in that, so I, I want to hear your prediction first, and if you have your your notes from the preseason. I have my notes. I have my notes. I predicted that uh, 
we'd be where we'd be. I said eight and three heading into this game. And uh Benny Terry and JP. I say that this game's gonna really just come down to one thing. That's what it's always been, and that's about pride. And I think that both teams I, I mean I think Oregon still has a chance that they win their their face in USC, right? If Utah, I think if they win, they're in, they're in right? Yeah. They, yeah. So if this they is... if they the way for them to not get in is if we beat them and Washington beats Wazoo, which is probable. Yes, but is it doesn't even I think Cal needs to beat UCLA too. Why no, I don't get that. I, that no, if fair. Washington if Washington wins and Oregon loses, then they'll have the same record, and Washington wins the tiebreaker. No, Washington needs at least one more thing. I I gave myself a hey. I don't time. care. I don't care. But anyways, this is this game's still about pride, and it, I'll be proud as shit to beat beat them and watch this team beat them. But uh, I did have I did have the uh, note that Chance Nolan would have his swan song and Ooh. air it out one last time in front of a full and rainy Reeser Stadium. It, it doesn't like seem be, like it's going to be rainy. It might be drizzly. Mm-hmm. It might be a little drizzly from the morning, little, but it little, should be pretty dry. damp. But uh, I don't know if Chance is going to get in that game. I don't know if he should at this point. But I also said it would be a sloppy game, uh, and that we'll finally see that victorious home team pattern strike again, uh, and as it did 25 years ago. But – um, I say there'd be a QB sneak to win the game by the jackhammer. Ooh. As time expires, it will win 23-21. Refrigerator Perry, 72nd episode, jackhammer, your notes, full circle. It's all coming around. <laughs> Dude. I love jackhammers and refrigerators. Me too. I only own one, but I can own well, another. You can make one out of the other or make it the same thing. You said yeah. try hard enough. Okay. <laughs> that is a, a very nerve wracking prediction that uh, would for sure give me a heart attack. JP. Well, we'll be there. Uh, but so good, I'll, I'll hold you. I will hold you. Thank you. That's all I need. Uh, Benny. Uh, so the over under for this is 57. I think it's going to be close to that. And I do think it's going to be a close game. Not because I actually think it's going to be a close game, but because the last two games I predicted that were going to be close were big blowout wins for Oregon state. So I think it's going to be close. And I think Oregon state wins this uh, 30 to 27. Um, and I think that it's going to be a game where uh, the, the, the ducks may jump out to an early lead and we have to come back and win. Um, but I think that that's going to be sort of the last thing on our checklist that, uh, that this offense really needs to show is that they can come back and win. So I want to see that. Um, and it will break the poor little or, or uh, yellow and, and green hearts of, of the Oregon duck fans. Do we know even if they're more, wearing which, yellow and green? No, they're probably wearing like pink and blue. Uh, with a splash, with a I heard they're wearing black and brown. They're, they're wearing and black and orange. They're they're wearing black and orange. They're trying to do like the dark wing duck. Oh, logo, yeah, I can see that. We don't it's wear a, colors. We wear metals. <laughs> Cobalt and carbon. Cobalt and obsidian. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. What are what are we wearing? Have they announced it yet? No, we always come uh, out with sick, should, sick I knees. hope. I hope it's. I hope it's just the regular black on black on black. No, I bet it'll be. No, they'll incorporate the orange more for some reason. Those orange pants or something. I, I guarantee no. it. I'm. They should just wear the women's basketball jerseys because they are so sick. I know they it was like so terrible, sick. but they're so good sick. transition. <laughs> no, I didn't do my good transition. I didn't do my prediction yet. Good transition. You dick. 
Uh, Beavs win 39-33 in overtime with a 82-yard pick six by Jaden Grant. Oh, I love that. I'm sorry I tried to rush uh, you. That's okay. See, see, brought it back. Brought it back. We should wear all black for the Civil War. Just saying. Oh, I'd call it the Civil War. So oh, you're going to hell. We should wear all black when we play Oregon at home. Just throwing that out there. Uh, not not because we want to, but just so Oregon can't, because they would do something like that. Well, I mean, I think 98, 2000 degrees. 98 degrees, yeah. Ah! 90, 90, I've watched a degrees. lot of Love is Blind. I've had Nick Lachey on the brain, man. <laughs> oh, I too. Love is Blind. We need to have like a bonus belligerent show just about Love is Blind. Uh, JP, please play five seconds of any 98 degrees song. I don't know one by name. Good choice. If Oregon, let's say, hold on, let's say this: we <laughs> we miss a field goal in the first overtime in our, and in then, our side of overtime, and then we get a pick six, and then we get a pick six. That's kind of Reeser would have to build the old new side of the stadium because it would fall down with how people were jumping up and down and going crazy. And also the, the new new side because that would fall down. Everything would fall down, <laughs> and it would be worth it. It would be totally worth it. I would. Yeah. JP, please, please play five seconds of London Bridge is falling down. Just kidding. <laughs> I can play that on the saxophone. I'll do that next episode. Mm. No, do it this episode. Go get it, your saxophone. It's at, it's at my office. I don't have it at my apartment. You're in your <laughs> office. It's at my office office, not my home office. Do you play it for your students? Yeah. No. <laughs> he plays it for his I just, secretaries. There, 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 are, there, are mu- there are music rooms uh, on campus that I can use where no one has to hear how not great I am. Uh, also, oh, I, I guess I do have the saxophone here. That was me just playing it. Uh, also, also learning the Oregon State fight song, though. So. JP, play, please play five seconds of Hot Cross Buns by Terry Horseman on the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> JP, please play five seconds of Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo, Olivia Rodrigo alto sax cover, because that's what I sound like. Oh, I, you guys, I was making that sound with my mouth. You were? Yes. No, I'm actually asking you to play a... A, a song that you'll you'll figure that out in post production. Thank you, JP. Love you. <laughs> um, there you have it. Three three wins predicted for Oregon against Oregon. Uh, let us know if you're going to be in Corvallis because we're going to be we're going to be in Corvallis as hell. Uh, maybe uh, you know should have gotten the Friday night hotel room instead of the Saturday night hotel room. Did you uh, just say we're going to be in Corvallis as hell? We're going to be in Corvallis Did, as hell. We should make that into a shirt. <laughs> we're gonna be in Corvallis as hell. Are you, are you gonna yeah. be in Corvallis? Because uh, me and the boys are gonna be in Corvallis as hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this weekend will be Corvallis as hell. I'm so oh, excited. I'm so excited. Uh, also, I'm I'm happy we have the Saturday night hotel rooms because uh, I do not want to try and navigate a freeway and get home. Well, no, you do. <laughs> so I don't. Uh, at yeah. some point, as I said, I don't want to. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna go to. I want to go to Squirrels until, and I'll be drowning in my sorrows or celebrating my ass off. We're all falling asleep by 10 p.m. that night. Yeah, <laughs> well, everyone. Needs That's to true. Know. Uh, keeping with the positive vibes, uh, Oregon State women's basketball in those sick jerseys. Uh, route Prairie View 100 to 59. 
Reagan Beers, 28 and 12, her third double double in four games. That's incredible. The women's basketball team to be undefeated going into their bracket of the PK 3085. And they're going to win it versus Iowa, number four Iowa, I believe. And uh, one of the best players in the country, Caitlin Clark. But I, you know, I've got, I've got, we've got guns, y'all. Like, we scored a hundred points. When was, when was the last time we saw a hundred, a triple digit score at, that was for the home team at Gill Coliseum? When was yeah, it's it? Pretty it's, been, it's, been, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> no, nah, I, th- I think Craig Robb had a team that did it once or twice in non-conference. Um, but that was still like 15 years ago. No, it, it couldn't have been that long ago. <laughs> There's a point in that game. Uh, we were we were up on Arizona State in the football game, 31 to seven. So it was near the end. And the women's basketball team was up. I think it was 34 to seven. It was like super similar. <laughs> <to> like, <laughs> crazy. Wait, which box? Talia Von Olhoffen just threw for a touchdown pass. To Reagan <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> And yeah, Beers, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yelena's playing great. Uh, I still think Marat's going to be our leading scorer. She's playing great. Uh, Talia has had games where she's popped off in scoring. She's had games where she's kind of let other people be the yes. bigger offensive threats. Uh, just showing how versatile uh, her game is becoming. Great leader. Bendu, Bendu had her. Bendu Yini had her first debut. Yes, you know yes. that that was awesome. Is that what you're about to? No, I want to say that Talia's game has evolved, and it as as a Warriors fan has reminded me a lot of the self, unselfishness of Steph Curry. That she gets teammates involved. She does what she she's, can. She's better than Steph. Curry. She is. She is. But my that's my point is right. she's like kind of modeled the way she approaches the game in that same way, whether it's on purpose right. or not, or like it's just like instinctive for her. She doesn't really care how she impacts the game. She wants right. to make sure that they're that as a team they collectively are successful. And you, you're, I'm seeing it a lot right now, and I'm sure other other fans are. And it's still early, but she she I thought that she'd just go out there and just be guns a blazing. Like I I'm the scorer on this team, and I can do it, and it's been proven. And she's distributing, she's making plays, she's driving and dishing, she's playing all good defense, she's rebounding, and she's also making shots. So she's got that all around team leader aspect that uh, you don't Absolutely. really see in the, uh, the collegiate level. Right. I'm I'm so excited to see what they do in this tournament. I mean, I know it's only two games. <laughs> um, and <laughs> you, you you win both of them. It's like, cool, you're 6-0. and You have 30 games left. And if you win one or lose one or lose both, you still have a long season left. But, yeah, the, uh, Iowa, it's going to be a great challenge for, for this team. And I'm glad that they had a game on Saturday, and then they kind of get to focus uh, all week. Yep. Um, uh, ahead of it, that's Iowa, uh, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, Friday on ESPNU. I'm glad to see it's 5.30. I thought that was originally 5. So we've, we've got a little bit more time to get to the Child Center from the Moda Center than I think we initially thought we would. Oh, shit, I thought it was the other direction. That is actually way better. I thought we were going yes. Child to, uh, Moda. To, to Moda. So. We'll be at... The men's game will be at noon or at two thirty on that Friday. No, noon. No, I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and we're we'll playing be, we'll Xavier or Florida, who? or Florida, Xavier or Florida. 
Uh, my boss is a Gator fan, and I, he said, well, you'll lose to Duke, so you'll probably play Florida because we're not beating Xavier. So he's not – I don't know much about the Florida basketball team, but uh, my one of my c- colleagues and kind well, of bosses – he knows whatever, nothing not about close. the Oregon State basketball teams. We're beating Duke. Yeah, and Florida can fuck off with their skin-tight, super wide-shouldered jerseys I'm sure they still have. <laughs> <laughs> The shredder shoulders, man. Yeah. Damn you, Lee Humphrey. <laughs> Joe Kim Noah. Oh, that team was sick. That team nice. was sick. Um, and yeah, we, we so yeah, men's basketball versus Duke, women's basketball versus Iowa. Uh, we'll be there. Uh, the men's team lost to Portland State, ending all hopes of an undefeated season and leaving us stranded at tying last year's win total rather than eclipsing it before this Duke game. So we'll just have to eclipse it when we play Duke. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, I will say fun. this, like, I, I, and I think um, the the men seem like uh, I'm pretty sure everyone has sort of that same expectation that this team is uh, maybe with the wins and uh, the wins and losses were going to be better than last year, but maybe not by as much as what people want to see. But the feel of the team is so different. Huge. They're getting all their contribution from freshman, sophomore players. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and that that youth is you know showing up in spots. I think that's you know probably what did us in against Portland State. Uh, yeah, shooting that poorly from three obviously is, doesn't help. But uh, they're playing they're playing hard for each other, and a lot of these are. these are fun as hell to watch. And the guys who like Glenn uh, Taylor Jr. and Dexter Cano, who were on the team last year, yeah, uh, they're playing their ass. And Andela, super fun. And Andela, yeah. and Andela, yeah. of course. Yeah. Hashtag Hella and Della. We need to make Hella and Della. Yeah, but like with a, with a Cano, like I mean, the guy could be selfish, right? At this point, be like, I'm I'm one of the vets on this team. I can, I should be able to kind of do what I want. I should have the red. I love the, his game. The, the green light to to make make a name for myself. And he didn't have a great game against Portland State, but he's had he's had a pretty good season up to this point, and. Mm-hmm. He also, you could tell he's a team player. I mean, the interview after the game the other night, he, we talked about it, right? Like he was clearly uh, hyping up everybody. And if you listen to Peyton years, they had talked about it too, where they were saying he was hyping up all the players. He even called out the the team managers and saying right. it, it comes from them and everyone else uh, to setting the tone. And so like, I'm not worried about a bad game because it, it, last season was a bad game for a player that like uh, was upperclassman. Felt like, uh-oh, they're going right. to take this personal and they're going to try to play hero ball and say, screw all y'all. I need to make my name. Uh, and I don't I don't feel that for like O'Connor or Andela. And that's why, right. that's why I'm not too worried about this game. But, and I think the youth showed because the team is very youthful. And But I also think that both of those guys are incredible vets to have yeah. for, for the team that we have right now. Dex is definitely first team all-conference vibes guy. Yes. Well, and, like, I mean, we, we joke around about us. Maybe not joke around. Maybe you guys actually do think we're going to beat Duke. I think we have a chance. But I do think that this team – is the type of team that could lose to Portland State and also beat Duke. Yep. I right? am in that boat. 
Put yeah. me on that boat. I and don't then, need a life vest. And then face Portland State in the championship of the PK 3085 because they're and in our get bracket. our revenge. <laughs> Portland State beats Gonzaga, <laughs> and we beat Xavier. They beat Purdue or some shit, and yeah, then it's a rematch. Uh, That's love right. It. But hey, shout out Glenn Taylor Jr. He got to the line a lot. He, he converted all those points. Hell yeah. Uh, he shot great from the field. I mean, without without him, I think it would have been maybe a different game. I also believe that the Painters were in the house for this game. And there was beer. They confirmed it. There's beer at Gill. You can yep. fill Gill and fill your liver with beer. Yeah. I don't even I was gonna say something funny, but I don't know anything funny to say with that. Just fill your liver. Fill your liver. Fill your I don't know if gill, you can fill gill your liver. Gill your liver. Gill, kill, you don't kill your liver, you're, you gill no, your liver. No, gill your liver. Gill, I know, but like kill. No, fill. But like fill, like fill. I don't know if you actually can fill the liver, though. I know I said it, but I think, you know, it, the liver just Are gets you blocked. a doctor? I'm not. <laughs> okay, so gill yeah. your liver. Gill yeah, you, your liver. You know I'm addicted to school. I know. <laughs> I'll be I'll a doctor. A doctor. <laughs> I'll get a doctorate at some point. <laughs> I'll get a doctorate in something. Uh, okay, move, moving on. We've got basketball. We've got we got, we'll cover so much basketball for this weekend. We got yep. this next weekend's gonna be nuts for our episode seventy three. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a seventy three hour episode. We should make ready. it a part A and part B. I think Maybe we do two episode a week. We've we've rarely done that. Yeah, we, we might have to it. do that for the first to. time ever. Okay. Uh, we do have some shout-outs to get to, though. Let's get to them. Let's do it. Oregon State, cross-country. Uh, yeah. All-time, all-time performance. Uh, 24th in the country at the national championships. Uh, All-American performances from Kaylee Mitchell. And, oh, I wish I had l- l- read this last name first. All right. Grace <laughs> Featherstone Hall. Featherstone Hall. Grace yeah. Featherstone Hall. Yeah. yeah. Grace, nice. I'm very sorry if that was incorrect. Uh, there was a time you you mispronounced pretty, Sarah Handigas. You did too. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty confident on Mitchell. If that if that's like if that's French and it should be you know Michelle then Kaylee. I'm sorry, um, but Kaylee it's, Mitchell. It's Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> no, Mitchell. Uh, Kaylee and Grace did great. <laughs> NCAA championships in the sixth Well grade. done, ladies. Well done. Kaylee Mitchell uh, finished 18th in the country, uh, 1959-2. Uh, Grace Featherston Haw. Now I love saying that. There's a lot of music in that name. Uh, 2009.8. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, one of the one of the best uh, finishes to a season that uh, Oregon State Cross Country has had. So that's pretty fucking dope. Yeah. I mean, they uh... – They've been just building that program quite a bit for the last few years. And I mean, like Kaylee Mitchell's really kind of spearheaded that growth. Dude, a 6K in less than 20 minutes? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the noise Ben just made, that was his, I, his guttural reaction to thinking of running with 1K. <laughs> <laughs> I do all my exercise sitting down on a bike. Hey, you guys want to do a turkey trot? We should do like a belligerent beef turkey trot. I'm down. On Thanksgiving morning. Anyone down? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll organize it, it by I'm my house. My, I'm bringing my running shoes. All right. Bring bring them shoes, Benny. I will. Not not your uh, not your cycling shoes. Those don't work on a road. 
Click, click, right. click, click, click. <laughs> You're like a deer, like a deer running down the street. Ben's going to show up in those late 90s shoes that were advertised in Slam Magazine that was like guaranteed to be dunking in 12 hours. You had a bunch of high school white kids that looked like they were walking in stilettos. Right. <laughs> this with a 20 pound weight added to the fucking shoe. Like, <laughs> Oh man. Uh well we know Kaylee and Grace were not running in, in those shoes. Uh and if they were, that's even more impressive. So uh shout out shout out to Kaylee Mitchell and Grace Featherstonhaw. Featherstonhaw. <laughs> Featherstonhaw. <laughs> How come I'm the one who always has to try to pronounce the names the first time? Because you're a writer. Yeah. Yeah, and a talker. Able, yeah, you're supposed to be able to pronounce <laughs> shit. It's a podcast. I hope we're all talkers, technically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that, I, Grace, if I got your name wrong, I, I'm sorry. Uh, JP, hey, I'm, more, I'm more a looker, by the way. All right. Well, look at the next shout out and tell us what it is, please. <laughs> Don't, shouldn't we talk about this this episode? We absolutely should, and we're going to. But let's get through this uh, next shout out first. All right, shout out to the wrestling team. They they participated in the Roadrunner tournament this today. It was crazy. It was like if you follow Oregon State wrestling, it was back to back to back to back to back results yeah. on the mat. And I I've started to understand that the numbers are weight classes. <laughs> uh I thought they were just I don't know, numbers. But uh, <laughs> But it, it was it was good to see that we had six of us, six of us take home tournament titles in our weight classes. That's so, awesome. How many weight classes are there? I don't know. I mean, but I, I feel like it's like every two or three at three pounds they have a weight hmm. class. So right. Yeah, I mean, like Chris Pelton is clearly got this team on the right track, and this is just. Uh, the beginning of what should be a pretty amazing season. They had a great run last year, and, I, and I'm excited to see where it goes this time around. Dope. I'm trying to find the college wrestling rankings here. This is the part of the podcast where That's we look shit up. Looks things up. Um, they do have team rankings, and Oregon State comes in at number 25, which is dope because I don't see any other. Oh, Arizona State is number five, but we're the second. We're the there's only two Pac-12 teams. In we the have four. 25. We have four guys in the top 30 is uh, for individual wrestlers. Is That's there dope. a program that we're like kind of familiar with that cut their wrestling? Oh yeah, program. Yeah, I remember that. Never heard of him. Hmm. hmm. Oh, well, well they'll well, probably if, fucking lose their football game this weekend. Well, while we're thinking about <laughs> that. Hey, I got to say, there was a good, I know while we're thinking about it, but Jackson McKinney, did you guys see the, the graphic that uh, Oregon State Wrestling had of him? He was holding up a giant axe, and it was like, that was tight, yeah. It was sick, and it's clearly a chop. Chop them. It's clear. It's clearly a chop them. Yeah, <laughs> a ch- chop them's a noun. <laughs> it was a silent chop them. He I was. Just... I think it is a verb, but yeah, a ch- a chop them. It's a noun. It's a verb. Adjective. It's everything. Yes, that's all I wanted to say. Now I'm done. Terry, you can sign that, up. That's okay. Well, no, now is just a good time to remind our listeners that this episode of the Belligerent Beeves podcast is brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel. They have sponsored the show in the past, and Homefield is back, because guess what? 
but Black Friday and Cyber Monday are coming up and Home Fields Black Friday sale has already started from November 18th to November 27th. It's Home Fields biggest sale of the year. The whole site, not just the Beeves collection, but that's all you should shop because it's the best. But it, I don't know if you had a friend who went to like, you know, Texas Western or, or DePaul or uh, I listen to this podcast. You have some affinity for uh, Minnesota because I talk about I talk about the Midwest in such a charming and fun way. Uh, the whole site is 20 percent off with code black. Friday, all one word. It's not, uh, you know, a one-time thing. It's not a, uh, your first order ever. It's for everyone on the whole site. Black Friday, that's the code, 20% off. Uh, items are subject to sell out, so Homefield recommends ordering as early as possible uh, so that their warehouse and their uh, carriers have plenty of time to get shirts out to you during the holiday rush. Perfect gifts for any sports fans in your life. Uh, I believe the 20% off applies to gift cards as well. Uh, but that's also a great stocking stuffer. Uh, great, you know, to ease the tension at a Thanksgiving dinner with that uh, drunk uncle who you disagree with on all things politics. Uh, and that's just, you know, a nice way to, you know, bring it bring it back and, you know, have fun with family and friends and, uh, you know, dope uh, throwbacks and faux and all other shit. So uh home field we love them we've loved getting the chance uh to work with them uh they make incredible products and uh it's the the best t-shirt brand on the on the planet soft we got shirts when the line was dropped in august i believe yep still soft jp's wearing his right now jp how soft is it dude i can't even tell you my nipples feel so you look like a cloud oh there's your clown you look like a cloud. <laughs> you no, you don't look like a clown. I, 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 Ben looks like a clown. He's the only one not wearing a home field product right now. What the fuck, Benny? What Maybe the I fuck? am. Uh, um, you know how I know that underwear. home field. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. Unless you have home Better field underwear, then you're not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know how I know that home field is really a fan of the Belligerent Beefs podcast because they have. Can you see that Hope College? Yeah. And you can't spell hope. I don't think it is. You can't wait. You can't only in our hearts. Wait, what can't you spell hope? You can't spell hope with with chop them. <laughs> without without hope. Prove, prove me wrong. You can't Terry. spell. But you can't. You can't spell hope with chop them. Yes, you That's, can. Yeah, you can. You just pick the letters you want to use. I'm with you, Benny. Benny. Yeah. I know what I said. Yeah, I, don't can't... don't try to English teacher what? me right no, now. No. You can't spell hope unless you take some letters from chop them. Chop them. That's right. That's right. Chop them. Chop them. Uh, this is done now, Terry. No, no, it is not. Maybe uh, <laughs> let's let's maybe move part of that Adrian up in the episode so that <laughs> we're not burying home field with our debauchery. Thank you for tuning into the seventy second episode <laughs> of the <laughs> podcast. We're gonna see you in Portland. We're gonna see you in Corvallis. We're gonna see you at Reeser. We'll see you at Moda. Have a happy and safe Thanksgiving everyone thank you so much for spending some time during your holiday week with us uh go beeves can't wait to see y'all at reeser uh i'm terry horseman at terry horseman on twitter if it's still there at the time you're listening to this at terrence <laughs> holstman on instagram yeah at terry's terry's holstman on uh 
whatever French social media networking. I thought you said Titties Horseman. Ooh, that's titties, pretty good. Titties Horseman on the Louvre the Museum app. On OnlyFans. And Louvre <laughs> OnlyFans. Uh, yeah, we'll workshop that one a little bit more. Uh, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Wee Hage, he's Benny with the good <laughs> Benny Bedlam, crazy folks, at Benny L 1986 on your social media channels. Just about to drive down from Tacoma, driving down from Tacoma to in my Tacoma, in his Tacoma from Tacoma. You don't need five seconds. And then it broke down us. in Tacoma. Broke down in Tequila. Wait, that's the other direction. Uh, we'll workshop this all week. Portland next week. I land on Tuesday. I'm so excited we to see We can write a country friend. song then. Oh, we're writing, well, I we're can't writing wait. the fuck out of a country song this week. JP it will be called Bertram I'm in Corvallis' hell. At the Trio J at the underscore Trio underscore J on Twitter. Again, that's only if Twitter still exists by the time you're listening to this because he's too trill to be real. At JP Bertram on Instagram. Follow us! If you don't follow us, then get your fucking life together. At Beaves on Twitter. At BelligerentBeeves on Instagram. BelligerentBeeves uh, on Facebook.com. BelligerentBeeves something or other on Mastodon. BelligerentBeeves on TikTok. Uh, BelligerentBeeves.com slash merch. BelligerentBeeves.com slash the dive slash Pulitzer Prize winning journalism slash who cares if this is a fan site. It's still dope content slash fuck the haters slash fan site and uh and on myspace too i think yeah yeah we're belligerent views on myspace see if you're in our top eight doubtful doubtful <laughs> uh <laughs> but even if you're not in our top eight there's still a chance we still love you and remember no matter what uh you cannot spell chop them without hope fuck the ducks and chop them fuck the ducks chop them fuck the ducks chop them and bring back bernice Cut.